0: go welcome back my friends to the podcast that never ends we're so glad you could attend come inside come inside i am just big mike one. sutherland all right and uh god damn it, i was gonna think of a jay jonah jameson line i couldn't even think of one so go fuck my christmas meat <laughs> gonna send you some nice christmas meat <laughs> i want spider-man all right um yeah we're doing spider-man uh far from homecoming yeah yeah. All right. Anyway, following the events of Avengers Endgame, Spider-Man must step up to take on new threats in a world that has changed forever because of the, uh, what do they call it? The blip, the blip, the blip. <laughs> so the post snap is the blip. What works for this, uh, movie for you?
1: Well, what works for this movie for you? <laughs> and yeah, you would put it back. up your butt. <laughs> uh,
0: what works is it is a nice change. Um, like a slowdown of, of, of seriousness from how strong Endgame was. You know, when you have something as emotionally impactful as Endgame, it's good to just tone it down and, and make things more a little more intimate, you know, when you're just dealing with one character for the I, most part.
1: I don't really think it was intimate, but yeah, that's okay.
0: You know, where you're just dealing with, with, with Peter and, and the repercussions of, of the death of, of Iron Man and, or of Tony. And, and you know him moving on you know and then him having to take on the responsibility of it um which doesn't make any sense right now but that's that's neither here nor there i am um, i like how what works also is that it was there was a cool contrast when you think about it where you know the, this Peter Parker is a byproduct of Tony Stark in one way or another, because of his mentoring. And then you have the opposite side of that, the negative byproduct of 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 Tony Stark, which not maybe not by his intention, but whatever. It's still a negative, where you've got, you know, spoiler alert, Mysterio and his um ex-employees, you know.
1: Right. Um and and that's I mean if you know anything about Mysterio I had to I had to go back and do some research cuz uh-huh. I forgot. I always thought that Mysterio was a, a magic user or like an actor, kind of like Clayface? No. I always thought that Mysterio was more like Doctor Strange.
0: Okay, I always thought he was uh, like an actor like Clayface.
1: And when 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 it comes into play um because I didn't read the, the the issues where Mysterio first appeared and whatnot, because he is he's a stunt man, he's a failed actor, yeah. and he used you special effects and whatnot to create these illusions. Like that's pretty fucking cool. All right, so when when we're introduced to Quentin Beck, and yeah, they're changing things, uh, but they're not fundamentally, for the most part, they're not fundamental. And we'll get into that in a minute. They're not fundamentally changing characters in, in these stories for the most part. Like, Quentin Beck, he works he works in, you know, image and holograms and whatnot, you know, and they didn't go really into his backstory other than he worked for Stark for a little bit. He could have been a failed actor. He definitely puts on that whole, you know, I'm an actor yeah. type of deal, uh, play, but that's what it, and and he could have come from acting as a failed actor as a stuntman and as a special effects artist and got hired by Stark to do whatever. Let's you know we, we, that can be assumed because of what we saw, you know, in Civil War and in and in, 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 in this movie. I've got a plot hole that was I don't think was addressed. What? How the fuck did
0: someone like Quentin Beck work for Tony Stark and yet no one like Nick Fury and no one from S.H.I.E.L.D. try to do like a background check to see what he was like on this planet? Cause, yeah, cause he said because
1: he, he said he was from another another Earth? Because he could have had it all changed. He has access to all that shit.
0: Okay, but I, it would have been nice if it was just some way addressed because it wasn't. I,
1: I think it was great that they didn't address it. No? yet because look, I mean, the guy comes on and, and comes out of nowhere. Yeah. And, you know, I mean... It, He can literally just have his name scrubbed. He's got a computer guy Mm -hmm. that that can do pretty much anything, and he can probably scrub everything from, at least try to scrub as much as he can from the internet. If he kept his name out of everything, you're not going to really have any information. There's probably going to be at least 50 Quentin Becks in the United States. But here's another thing, though. that
0: that Peter has the glasses. The
1: glasses are part of Tony
0: Stark's network. So? So... Quentin Beck who shouldn't have been able to get into any of Tony Stark stuff to erase his existence in there. Did you think about that? That's a plot hole.
1: It's not a plot hole because because Peter gave him access. Before, Peter gave him access. Yeah,
0: but what I'm saying is, how is it that the glasses, like like when he's talking to the you know the whatever the fuck computers name is, okay, is. right? How is it never mentioned? Hey, this fucking guy used to be part of Stark Tech
1: because he was wiped from from Stark. And he might not even had his name on it. He just, he might've just given Tony the glasses and he may have been a developer on it, but he was one of however many, 10,000 people that was working on this development. That
0: th- sounds kind of thin. It's it, not
1: thin. It is absolutely not thin. You don't think that that could be a plot hole at all? No, because you can scrub your name. He probably went in and scrubbed everything from his fucking shit before he got fired. You know when you're going to get fired. So if you take your name off of everything, Okay, and, and and Tony scrapped it anyway. So that whole entire process of Tony scrapping it, the original pro, the original, the original shit, yeah, barf. When Tony scrapped it, away went everything, everything, developers, and he, everything. And he would never want to keep any kind of record. Well, he kept records, but not of of the people that developed it, especially the ones he fired. That just that seems weird to me. You don't keep any records of people that develop shit when they got fired. They developed it for the company, so it's owned by the company. It's not owned by Quentin Beck. The company doesn't recognize if you get fired and you had developed something for them. They don't give a fuck. They just take your name off of it. See you later, alligator. Have a nice day.
0: It just seems odd to me that, hey, you know, oh, hey, by the way, Peter, there's also Quentin Beck on this world, and he worked for Tony Stark Tech. How do you know?
1: Stark Industries. How does he know that? Are you, like, conning my pros or proing my con Uh, or something? Yes. How does he know that? (laughs) Okay. Edith wouldn't know that because Edith is a new protocol. There's a
0: vast database that it's part
1: of. Doesn't and it's matter. Stark's database. And, and Quentin Beck is not part of it. He ceased to be a part of it when Civil War happened. Done. He's out of the program. He's out of the loop. Quentin Beck does not exist in Stark Enterprises at all. It's almost as if he didn't exist as a person at all and never got hired. He was removed. It goes away. When they do background checks on people, after to find seven out where years, they most companies don't fucking care, dude. They don't do a fucking, unless you're Apple, you don't keep a record beyond seven years of who worked for your company. And yet Nick Fury knew about Ivan Denko. Again, that was explained. I disappeared and I came back and I know nothing. I don't know what's going on in this new world. And in fact, when, when, when the snap happened and half of those people disappeared, who's to say that half of the fucking programs didn't go away as well? You said half of all living things. I mean, technically a computer can be a living thing. Technically. I have a great fucking plot hole here, and you still find a way to fucking shoot it down. Uh, uh, Hope you're not getting mad. I'm just just saying. uh, Just
0: a little bit. Not enough to fucking lose my shit or uh, anything. this
1: This is what I'm saying is that, look, Tony scrapped that program, okay? Yeah. And then he redeveloped Edith after a while because he saw it as a good idea. Yeah. How long after, who knows? Let's just assume at least two years. Yeah. Okay? So Quentin Beck has been gone for two years. And Tony takes those takes takes that technology and redevelop it re, redevelops it for himself. Yeah. And who's to say that Tony didn't program it himself? So if Tony programs the whole entire thing himself, just like he did with his phones and everything else, mm-hmm. or Iron Man suits and whatnot, then Quentin Beck isn't even on the program.
0: Like I, I like <laughs> when they were in the bar right before the big reveal, right? right. And and fucking uh, and um, you'll shoot your eye out is fucking there, you know. He's there in the bar. Oh, okay. Peter Billingsley? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why didn't the glasses recognize him through facial recognition? Hey, this guy used to work for fucking
1: Stark Tech. Because he didn't work for Stark Tech at the time that the glasses were developed. It's
0: still, I mean, there's still a it database. No.
1: You're purged from the database. Once you're fired, you're purged. You're gone. Don't exist. The only thing that exists is either a red flag or a no flag. That's it. By your name. And Quentin Beck may have used a fake name. It sounds really weird. Like- Like, oh, hey, you, you, you know. Go, go, go go and try and get rehired at Nissan. If you get rehired at Nissan, you don't have a red flag by your name.
0: Yeah. Well, I I was told that I I have, um they put me back on for rehire. Just they didn't put, they didn't put me on the no rehire list.
1: Yeah. If you're, if you're on the no rehire list, you're, it's a no rehire. Yeah. What's really weird is Apple has a, has a, like a lifetime ban. Yeah. You can't fucking get back in. Like
0: AutoNation. I'm banned from AutoNation.
1: Yeah, me too. Which makes no sense to me.
0: Well, I threatened a coworker with a firearm
1: because he was fucking my wife. Well, yeah, <laughs> but what, what I'm saying here is, and, and and even then that could happen. But what? what I'm sorry.
0: If, let me correct myself for the listeners. I verbally threatened a coworker with a firearm. What if Quentin verbally?
1: Beck, what if? Who cares? Over the phone. What? Who cares? Just, why? Why are you defending yourself?
0: I just don't want people to think that I fucking actually walked up with a gun and go, "You motherfucking piece of
1: shit." Cares. <laughs> It happened fucking 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Fuck yeah. of them. That guy's a piece of shit, anyways. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and you were doing it. It's fucking a, a, a passion, whatever they call that. Labor of not a labor Yeah, passion, a crime no. of passion. Crime of passion, thank you. When it, when it I comes. Should
0: have, I should have crime of passion, his fucking Mustang.
1: So, when it comes right down to it, what if Quentin Beck didn't even use his real name working for Stark? What if he used a fake name? I don't see it, but I think they kept calling him Beck in the movie like his co workers. You know his coworkers, but his coworkers have been with him for the, this whole entire time. That's a different story. What if at working at Stark he wasn't he he used a different name? I don't. Know. What if his what if he used the name because Beck is not an uncommon name? <laughs> but what if he called himself Richard Richard Stern? Just to give you an example, okay? Mm. So, I mean, he's he changed his hair. He he has he has um a beard now. You know, and facial recognition isn't that perfect. I mean, look at the Apple iPhone. So, basing this in the world of extremely
0: advanced Stark tech doesn't matter. He's not in the database,
1: so Edith wouldn't know who he is.
0: Do you think that like someone like Tony Stark would want to keep a lot of things close to the vest because you have to protect all your interests?
1: Yes, because he did that in the entire run of all twenty-two fucking Marvel films up until this point.
0: Well, he he definitely was
1: reckless here and there. Again, when it comes down to developing stuff, if you got an ego, you don't give a shit about anybody else, and that person didn't exist in his world, so he doesn't he doesn't care who Quentin Beck is, and it doesn't and and Quentin Beck never. I think he would have learned
0: thoughts. after fucking Killian. You know, I am the Mandarin, <laughs> and and
1: fucking. But Killian Ivanko. doesn't have access to any of his technology, and Ivan Danko, and and you know with, with that he stole technology from Tony. From Justin Hammer.
0: Okay, what I'm saying is, you think by now he would have fucking learned that the things from the past can
1: come back to bite him in the fucking ass. But he's dead, so it doesn't matter. So anything that happens after Endgame doesn't matter because Tony is not on this planet right now. Yeah. So what it comes down to is, the plot hole is good, is a good idea, but the reality of the idea is is that it's not a plot hole because Edith was developed way after the Civil War events happened was redeveloped, I should say, because BARF became Edith. But it's completely different. It's 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 completely different technology mm. based off of somebody that's... Based off of an R&D project that was created years ago. That's what it comes down to. And that happens all the time. And, and the people that were working on it before... Uh, well, to give you an example, Diablo. So Diablo 4 is coming out mm. at some point. And they had been working on this game for 10 years at least on and off and they've had different teams working on this game so right now the people that are working on it like 99 percent that have been working on this game in the last 10 years aren't even associated with diablo anymore Mm. they may not even be associated with the company anymore they might have moved on to another company or (laughs) moved into you know a a different uh a a different level they they got you know bonus you know um they got promoted or you know or moved on to another game within the company or whatever so their work that they did on diablo you know for the past 10 years or whatever that may have been scrapped and moved and turned into something else so it just all depends on (coughs) it just all depends on what's going on in the company and how they're how they're doing things
0: it would have just been cool to see a little thing where say they looked up the beck from this this earth 616 or whatever it is and said, you know, well, this is- This is the, not
1: Earth 616. I'm just basing This it off is Earth 199990 or something like or 818
0: that. 818 or, or- No,
1: 199990 from what I understand. Okay. It's, it's like it's like almost Earth 20,000. Uh-huh. Earth 616 is the comic book universe. Yeah. So I only learned about that. Mm-hmm. I, I forgot that 616 is the comic book universe. Yeah. I learned, I, I had to go back and do some yes. research- and when he said that, I was just like, was that true? I just, I, it would have been cool to see
0: after thinking about this, what I still call a plot hole, you know, a possible plot hole. It's possible. Is, is like someone like Nick Fury and S.H.I.E.L.D. wouldn't look up just to see what that, But the, again, know, that's
1: not Nick Fury. Yeah. And Nick Fury was erased and then he was brought back. So what, what he said is the truth <laughs> from a certain point of view, mm-hmm. which is i come back and I know nothing. I have no idea who anybody is. You know, we don't have the, the network anymore. Teenagers are ghosting me on the phone. And teenagers are ghosting me on the phone. <laughs> and and who's to say that you know uh, Fury wasn't involved with with telling um, Talos? Is that his name? Yeah, was wasn't involved in talking through t- through an earpiece for, yeah. to Talos. I
0: wonder if Talos or the or his wife were either of them disappeared during the snap.
1: Yeah, and that that would be interesting to know. Um, and part of it could be that he's telling the truth, which is I disappeared and I came back, which is, yeah, he disappeared during the snap. Right. Yeah. So, um, so was that the real Nick Fury that disappeared and during the snap? That's, and that's what a lot of people are questioning was like, is that the real, was did Tony Stark die or was that a scrawl <laughs> using holographic technology?
0: I hope not. I, I hope that they stick with it. it. Really, was Tony dying because I that was he? He went out. I mean, you can't go out more better than that. He saved the fucking
1: world, the universe in a way. In, in a way, but who's to say that Tony wasn't a Skrull the whole time? Because that's what Secret Invasion is about, by the way. Uh-huh. And apparently, that's kind of the direction that they're heading is the Secret Invasion, where Skrulls have taken over and are all the superheroes. So, Hulk, Ban- Banner, Hulk is possibly a, like everybody with few exception <laughs> yeah. is a scroll. So this is all the it's getting a lot of people thinking like what the fuck are they doing? Yeah. And if they really did do that, like uh, like Tony Stark being dead, they're going to figure out a way to bring him from another from another plane. But uh Earth Earth 883 is that the one?
0: 818 one th- or 813 or some shit I can't 833.
1: Remember. Earth 833. If you go and you Wikipedia Earth 833, the exact thing that they talked about in the movie uh-huh. happened on that Earth, and uh, Spider Man is called. Well, in in this universe, he's called Captain Britain. It's it's not Spider Man's Spider Man's equivalent on Earth eight three three. If uh, if it's the right Earth, if uh, if we're talking about that, it's either eight eight three or eight three three. One mm-hmm. or the other, the one that got burned by the elements. Yeah. <laughs> so Spider Man on that. Planet is actually called UK Spider Man. <laughs> He's also known as Captain Britain, uh-huh. and he died trying to save the planet, mm-hmm. which got incinerated. So everything that you heard Quentin Beck talk about yeah. with how the planet fucking collapsed and died, yeah, happens in, in the comic book. Right mm-hmm. now, when he goes and tell, when he goes into the bar, he starts talking to to whatever. He's like, yeah, and you came up with that great story. My guess is that that guy that wrote the stories knows about the fucking multiverse and just pulled information so that if they actually happen to find the multiverse, yeah, he's telling
0: the truth. Marvel's doing a weird rope-a-dope because you remember in the trailers when they, they talked about the multiverse and how he's from different Earths and then right. you watch this movie and then when you find out that Mysterio is not from another fucking Earth, right? like, it's like where the you're right.
1: Where do they get the fucking idea from? Then you know exactly. And on top of that, yeah, they've made mention multiple times of a multiverse existing within. Because uh, during Endgame, when they yeah. were doing that, and she, if you snap your fingers, it creates different timelines and whatnot, yeah. and you can rip holes into the universe. Uh-huh. That's already happened. Yeah. So there are there are multiple holes. that got to figure it out. So probably. Like another black hole just appears or or whatever.
0: So another thing that works for me is that this movie goes hand in hand um, comfortably with the Homecoming. Yes, it fits very well. Both done by John Watts, who I just I didn't even notice realize it, but he he um he directed that movie, wrote and directed, um, Cop Car. Right, with Kevin Bacon, and I fucking love that movie. I did a my pick of the week for that. Yeah you know the fa- and, Well you um,
1: mentioned that in Spider-Man Homecoming as well. But yeah, It's just one of those things that it's what 3 years between fucking movies. Yeah, there's movies, just so and...
0: many directors, dude. Sometimes I just forget. Some certain ones I latch onto and I remember, certain ones I forget. Like how you just brought up Simon Kinberg and if if you hadn't mentioned that he directed Dark Phoenix, right. I would have yeah. forgotten which one he fucking directed. Yeah. Well, you oh know. So, so, um,
1: so Dark Phoenix.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and this movie's way better than Dark fucking <laughs> Phoenix, I'll tell you that. That movie sucked. Ugh, it <laughs> So, um, yeah, so what else works with this movie is it, it still it keeps that John Hughes 80s teen angst vibe going on with it. Uh, the visual effects are really good, especially that part where he's inside of the holograms yeah. and he's fighting them. is fucking excellent. Yeah. Uh,
1: the best part, though. So, like, I've seen this movie twice. Have you? Okay. And uh, both times was the exact same fucking thing, which was... Like up until up until Mysterio turns on him, right? Yeah. So up until the part where Parker gets into the Audi with with Fury, yeah, and then uh, and then they drive to uh, Europol, yeah. I was bored, and I understood why I was bored because I'm not being fed constant, you know, eye candy. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. And so you know, you have to get over that and and that's on that's that's on me. I'm not saying it's a boring movie. What I'm saying is that uh I I recognized when I was not being entertained all the time. Yeah, especially after <laughs>
0: watching Endgame, which was like non fucking stop.
1: Yeah, just pander to me, right? Yeah. So up until that point and then the entire holographic, let's just call it um um uh, the hallucination sequence, yeah, which is what actually happened in the comic book. So it's like playing a video game. In the comic, Mysterio's gas, that green gas, yeah. is a hallucinogen, mm-hmm. and it's it like scarecrow in a way. Yes, and what happens is is that it it can um, permeate the masks of superheroes. Uh-huh. And Spider Man gets a big whiff of that, right? A big dose of it. Yeah. And he goes into this whole entire fucking thing. Now, <clears throat> the globe, where you see Earth, where you see New York, that was taken straight straight from a comic. Yeah. Um, in fact, it was taken from one of the Mysterio comics. In fact, and I think it also became the cover of one of the comics.
0: Yeah. There's also a shitload <laughs> of license plates on cars that are. are that have um, actual issues. Yeah, ASM,
1: Donald. something, something, yeah. you know, three, 326 or whatever it is, like issue three, you know, February six or whatever. Yeah, it always has the month in there. It's really fucking cool. Um, the director did a fantastic job of doing that. A spectacular. Spectacular. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, incredible. When, when Parker is going through this h- hallucinatory jumble mm-hmm. in the movie, there's a part where Mysterio it's like a locker room. Yeah. You know, or a train station or whatever you want to call it. And he pulls this huge thing of lights with lockers and everything else. And you can see the 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 doors swinging, and you see the lights hanging from from the ceiling and then you see the beams, you know, where the doorways are and everything else. And they're all crooked. Yeah. And I'm just like and that like the first time i saw the movie i was i perked up and i'm like holy fuck this is con- this is from the comic right yeah. cuz i've i've read the comics i've you know i'm i'm well i'm not i wouldn't say i'm like really well versed yeah. but i'm well versed in in these fucking images cuz I I draw. Yeah. So when I'm looking for reference material and whatever else, I'll look it up on the internet, but I know that these have always existed because I've seen them by, you know, Alex Ross has done, yeah. re- recreated them, or I've seen others... Uh, recreate these images. I've seen the original images. Well, yeah. not, I mean, I've seen the comic book, not the original images, but you know what I'm getting at. Yeah. So that and um, there's these shards of glass shooting down. Yeah. And Spider-Man is surrounded like a funhouse, you know. And he touches one, and you know, and then he gets beat up by all the other Spider-Man. Yeah. You know, that's from a all the entire fucking hallucination is pulled from comics. Yeah. And it's amazing. It's it's beautiful. Yeah. And what's even better about it is. You know it's a hallucination because the colors are more vibrant. Yeah. It's more comic booky than anything else. And then when it comes back to reality, the it goes into a, a more realistic color thing. Yeah. That's what I loved about it is that every time you use these hallucin these hallucinations, these holographic projections, everything was enhanced. Yeah. And I fell in love with that imagery mm-hmm. because for the most part, Marvel cares yeah. about giving the fans the service that they deserve.
0: Especially during that mid credit scene.
1: However, fundamentally changing characters to fit a narrative does not
0: work. Okay. Now, before you go into this, I just want to <laughs> say this, dude, please don't go into this huge thing about it.
1: Just let me finish. All right. I talked about this in the first homecoming. Yeah. I'll talk about this now which is hiring Zendaya and hiring the kid that played Flash Thompson. Yeah. While that's fine, it's fine. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not the only one that thinks this. When you hire a person to play a character and you fundamentally change the character to fit a narrative to push an agenda, that's bad. Yeah. I like the kid that plays Flash. Yeah. He should have never been Flash Thompson. Flash Thompson. Thompson is a fucking meathead. He's a jock. Yeah. Jock. That's who he is. Yeah. Stop changing characters to drive a narrative. Yeah. Diversity for diversity's sake is wrong. Exactly. And we not, I'm not going to get into the whole aerial thing and whatever <laughs> else. Yeah. If you really want to if you really really, hold on. If you really really want a good perspective? Well, that hurt. Then I suggest you that you're gonna you, pimp this guy's YouTube. I aren't am you? fucking pimping this guy's website or YouTube channel. Guy pretty much succinct puts it down perfectly. I and I'm not gonna tell you anything about the website. His name is Young Ripa, fifty nine, and that's his YouTube channel name. Whether you like it or not, I highly suggest that you go and look up Young Ripa, R I P P A Y O U N G R I P P A fifty nine. And watch Hollywood and the art of the race change. Now, two things about that. First and foremost, he's right. Secondly, he is not the only one that is talking about this. Yeah, I have been bitching and moaning since we've been doing movie reviews about this exact thing, which is take race out of it. Take everything out of it. If you fundamentally change a character to drive... If you fundamentally yeah, if you fundamentally change a character to drive a narrative, to push an agenda, you're wrong. You are in the wrong. You will always be wrong. If you have if you change a character because that character needs to change because something about that character doesn't work, yeah. <laughs> but you're keeping the character Flash Thompson. Yeah. Let's say that you don't want Flash Thompson to be always a meathead jock. Like, you wanted, want him to be in a mathlete as well. He can be a mathlete. He can still be a meathead jock. <coughs> pushing that character into a different direction or pushing a character to meet a standard that you want to set, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with pushing a character in a direction. You're not fundamentally changing the character. You're adding to the character. That's why I have a problem for a, a little bit. This is what doesn't work. Mm-hmm. This is the only minor thing that doesn't work and will never work for me is because you're taking two characters that have existed in the comic book for, ne- for nearly 100 years. You want to believe that? 60 fucking years almost. So yeah. that's nearly 100. Um, you know, what, those, uh, 50s, 60s, 50s? Yeah, because they were doing... Because cause Spider-Man ca- cartoon came out in the 60s.
0: Spider-Man was introduced in a Fantastic Four issue. Um, in 1950-some-odd. I,
1: th- I think it was early, early to mid-60s. Yeah, so... <coughs> Still 50 years, at least. 50 fucking years of this character existing and all of the characters that they have created existing. Uh-huh. Mary Jane is white with red hair. Flash Thompson is a white meathead. I don't have a problem if you want to use this guy that plays Flash Thompson as another character as a foil for Peter Parker. But it's not Flash Thompson. You can't, I mean, that's whitewashing at its worst. At its worst. You gave him a white guy name and he's not white. Yeah. That's fucking dumb. Now, he doesn't have to be, you know, I mean, he he, <coughs> he doesn't have to be, you know, uh, Ramathorn. you know. Hajit Ramathorn or whatever. Punjab, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not going racist. Uh, Deepak, d- yeah. Deepak Ramathorn, yeah. Or or anything else like that. You don't have to do that. You don't have to go fucking crazy. But calling him Flash Thompson is just insane. I'm sorry. And and that's that's where that ends. Um, that's that's my minor bitch. It's been my bitch with Spider Man, and it'll be my bitch with Spider Man three when it comes out. What about James Bond? Interstellar as long as you're not fundamentally changing the character, but if you're doing it to push a narrative and diversity, then yeah, I do have a problem with it. Absolutely. If you're doing it just to hire a person based off of their race. Yeah. You're fucking stupid. If you're doing it, if you're doing it because that's what the character calls for, then I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. And that, it does. And that's the problem with this is that the character, it doesn't call for the characters to be changed. They're doing it. Hollywood is doing this to push an agenda. Yeah. And then they're feeding you the bullshit and making you go, well, you're fucking racist. If you don't like this, well, I'm not racist. I'm just saying, and I'm not the only one that this is wrong. Stop pushing your fucking agenda on me. I don't like it. It's the same with Christianity. It's the same with religion. I shouldn't say Christianity. The same with fucking religion, people pushing religion on people. Fuck off with that shit. It's an invasion. So that being said that other than that, that little minor bullshit. Yeah. I don't have a problem with this movie. I I really don't. There's nothing about this movie that I fucking, I was just like, oh man, this didn't work or that didn't work. Yeah, I like Zendaya.
0: I mean, you know, her her MJ, you know, I don't even look at her as Mary Jane. I look at her as just a fucking girlfriend who's named MJ, you know, but, um, I she was I liked how she had more depth this time cuz the first time she's just this weird chick in the background kind of thing. Yep. This time she actually shows her human side. And when she starts to open up, it worked really well for her character. Yeah, the character is well written. Yeah, very good. And so I like that. But then her but talking about characters, that bleeds into what didn't work in the movie for me. What didn't work was Ned. Okay? Ned is is a good character if he's given something to work with and what they did was they threw it was like they need to give him something to do so what they did was they threw him into this relationship stuff right with mm-hmm. his girlfriend mm-hmm. which it was great at first it really was it, i loved it but then they just that was that was the only use he had the entire fucking movie was him being in the relationship with that girl that was it right and it got old it was like and you know he it didn't work for me. It was like, dude, he's supposed to be the guy in the chair. Right. Right? So Yeah, let, no,
1: and that, I thought about that same exact thing yeah. after the first time I saw it. I was like, he's the guy in the chair. Yeah, I know. And
0: and then um, the other thing- um, But this is, he
1: didn't, it wasn't that he didn't do anything. It was just like Parker was telling him, so so Ned was, Ned was the mouthpiece and yeah. pushing, hey, well, this might be a good idea. It's cultural diversity, blah, 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 yeah. right? And- and I thought that was fine. I, I agree. I, I'm not saying I. I he was, that was a, a waste of a character. Yeah. But there's so many characters that yeah. what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, and then the
0: other, this one is very
1: minor, but
0: um, Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio wasn't as important a villain to me as Michael Keaton's <laughs> Vulture.
1: No, and I, I thought that they were going to use the Vulture for this one. There was rumors that the Vulture was going to be the bad guy with another character. Uh-huh. Again,
0: okay, but I like mean, like Gargan, you know Matt Gargan or whatever his name is. The, he's going to be Scorpion, yeah, because he was introduced in yeah, the last yeah.
1: one. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I think maybe they're just holding off to build it up, you know, for for another sequel or something. But yeah, uh, as long as they don't
1: fucking Godzilla, it's fine. Yeah. Well, I well, and, uh, I'm sorry. They didn't Godzilla this one, and you can Godzilla the next yeah. one where you have like four bad guys. Uh-huh. That's fine. And
0: I and I predicted this from the get go when they saw the trailers and and they showed you know, oh, he's from another <laughs> world and he's trying to stop these monsters. I'm like, dude, he fucking brought these monsters. That's that was my theory. He brought the monsters on purpose so that he could destroy them, and then he looks like the good guy. Kind of like what Syndrome was planning to do at the end of Incredibles. Yeah. You know?
1: I I didn't think that. I thought that... um, I just didn't know that they were fake. Yeah, (laughs) I I thought...
0: Um, Which actually fit really good into what kind of thing Mysterio is.
1: I didn't think that they were fake, but I thought that he was controlling them, like they were all working together. Yeah. That's that, what
0: I thought. That, that was my theory, you know? and Like
1: they were real, but... Yeah, because like Mysterio's a or, bad guy. There's <laughs> no
0: fucking way they're going to make him a good guy in this movie. Yeah,
1: or um, that they were guys in suits, you know, playing up the role. Mm-hmm. that's kind of where I thought that, that was going. Yeah, or, or maybe he
0: was from the multiverse, and he worked a deal out with these monsters, like, hey, we'll work together. Yeah, you know, yeah. Kind of thing, right? We'll take over this world. Right. So, um, and then, uh, of course, I loved the fact that, hey, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen this movie, that's your fucking problem. But... Uh, them br- by the time this fucking yeah. thing comes out, yeah. By them bringing back J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson, fucking amazing. That whole sequence. You called it
1: though. Yeah, you I, totally I, called I, it. I was
0: so happy for that man. I I don't usually clap in a movie theater, but I fucking I did a I did a loud clap on that one because I I just I fucking loved it. I because I didn't think they were gonna do it.
1: I I did just one big dude. You know, what what was it with everybody fucking like at the beginning yeah. with the in memoriam thing? Yeah, you know, and everybody's clapping like. Like, shut the fuck up. You're just clapping because you're being a I know. Tool.
0: Look, it's not like we all know each other and we're having a moment together. I don't fucking know
1: you. Why? why you know, why are we, we're not- Or when Back in Black got played. Yeah. I mean, that's a throwback to First Iron Man. We get it, but- uh, They're playing Aishanisi. Oh my god! I can't believe that they're doing that. Don't you mean Leonard Skinner or (laughs) Led Zeppelin? (laughs) They're playing the Zeppelin. Yeah, like fuck off. I, you know, like I'm okay with people clapping at the end of the movie. Don't get me wrong. I'm okay with because it's all interactive. Mm -hmm. But that's forced bullshit. That's fucking pandering. Yeah, knock it off. It is. Don't pander. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I guess. I Good to see the movie early. Uh, I'm gonna clap and everything.
0: I guess the only way I could see it being worse is if no one liked it at all. You know, then they're just being assholes and and thing. But the the clapping thing,
1: it's it, it, and the same thing happened like at the Phantom Phantom Menace when we went and saw Phantom Menace opening uh, day. Yeah, and and you see, and Captain Panaka goes, uh, "This droid's name is R2D2," and everybody starts clapping. Oh my god, it's R2D2! Like you didn't know, or like when Boba Fett looked at the camera <laughs> in the
0: the extended the special edition. Nobody clapped at
1: that. No one did. Fucking retarded.
0: I I told you that before. That I didn't even think about that when he looked at the camera, like, "Hey, I'm Boba Fett. You see me? Remember me? Remember me? (laughs) This is Pre-Sarlacc.
1: Stupid. (laughs) I always. I I never even thought of it like that. Like he didn't have to fucking do that. Yeah, you could have him off in the background behind the millennium. It was like
0: remember when we watched the Hobbit and they go to fucking. um, They go to. the uh the, pe- the prancing <laughs> pony area again. And then Peter Jackson walks in front of the camera again. And this Eating time an apple. this time he purposely bit looked at the camera and bit into the carrot. Yeah. remember me? And it was like uh, I, it was. I mean, at first it was like, oh, hey, Peter. <laughs> <Right>. hey, Peter. <laughs> hey. Hey. hey, Peter. Hey. All right, Peter. Hey, right. That name is just always going to bring that up. Yep. Peter.
1: All right. Um, <laughs> so um, yeah.
0: yeah, the J.K. Simmons man. I I fucking loved it. And thank God they were able to bring him back to play J. Jonah Jameson. That, yeah. That's fucking great. I loved it.
1: Yeah. And it's not the it's not the Daily Bugle fucking newspaper. It's the Daily Bugle online. Yeah. So they pushed it into the new millennium. And mm-hmm. that's fucking phenomenal and as well. he was bald. I love that too. That <laughs> was great. Christmas meat. Yeah. And,
0: and so anyway, that whole, that whole sequence was great because it felt like going back to the Raimi um, Spider-Mans, you know, like at least the first two, you know, where... Um, you know, oh, hey, uh, you know, the the truth about Peter Parker's out now. And, you know, right. now the, everyone knows.
1: And I'm like, that felt like
0: what Sam Raimi was doing with Spider-Man before. Right. You know, it felt like he's honoring the source material.
1: Except, and, except he's, he, he's not gaily dancing now. Yeah. You're like in Saturday Fever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So,
0: um, yeah, anyway, it's that was a great way to end the, the movie with that. And uh, and it keeps you invested in
1: wanting to see what's going to happen next. Did you listen to the soundtrack at all? No, I did not. So Michael Giacchino did the soundtrack. Yeah, and Giacchino. Giacchino. I don't know. I just went Giacchino. Yeah, and um, it's it's awesome. It's really really good. Is it? it? It blends a little bit of Hans Zimmer in along with the fucking classical style. Didn't Elfman do the uh, <sighs> original Spider Man? The first Spider Man movies? Not that I know of. Uh, you mean Sam Raimi stuff? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. I think it was, but what what I liked about this is that this is a departure. It's like Giacchino has leveled up when it comes to to uh, scoring stuff. If you listen to his Rogue One soundtrack, yeah, it's not as good. Like there, there's something wrong with the Rogue One soundtrack. Yeah, it almost feels like it was forced. <laughs> like, <laughs> 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 no pun intended. Um, it it really it does. It almost feels like, um, they gave him a temp track to work with, and he was maybe relying too much on John Williams. No, it feels like they gave him a temp track to work with. Okay, and the temp track was just bullshit, like boring. And there's yeah, yeah, so there's there. If you listen, like it's not a bad soundtrack, but it doesn't literally it doesn't fit with Rogue One. Uh Um, if you go back and just you can just YouTube Rogue One soundtrack good and play it. Yeah. And then and then play this soundtrack. Yeah. And you, it's fucking worlds different.
0: Yeah, but then you go with um his Star Trek 2009 <laughs> score and it was fucking amazing it, it
1: was great yeah it's there it, there's a world of difference between yeah. those and I, I don't get it so my guess is that there's a problem with the rogue one stuff and that maybe he did all did it, maybe he had to redo the entire soundtrack hey Who it's knows? just
0: like how i'm a huge fan of Hans zimmer but yet um there's some of his movies he's done that are fucking amazing to me and i can listen to him any time of day but then there's other ones that i don't even care for like dark phoenix I don't remember anything from the Dark Phoenix soundtrack. Yeah, and I, can't, or, I, I can't I can't I Justice League or yeah.
1: I don't like any of Hans Zimmer stuff. I understand. Although didn't he do uh, Pirates of the Caribbean? Yeah. Yeah, so that was amazing, but for the most part um I just don't care for his soundtracks. I you know, like I said I, and I've always said this, it's not that he's awful. It's just that it doesn't it doesn't jibe with me. It's not my it's not my slice of pizza. So uh is this movie memorable? Yes. As a,
0: it definitely as a Spider-Man movie, it's memorable. Um, as a, as an end to phase, it's a context movie. It's definitely this con- is not an end. This is a big new phase as, as the end to phase three. This is a nice capper after <laughs> capper. Goddamn it, unintentional. Um, after Endgame, you know, um, so it's a it's a good way to you know let go of the past stuff and then move on to the next. Okay. Right? Is the movie memorable?
1: Yes. Apart from that, apart from what you just said, how else is it memorable? How's it memorable? Um, I'm not trying
0: to push up. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Uh, no, no, it's, it's <laughs> a, no, it's a good question because then you have, to, you have to dig deeper into it because I can remember the events of this one way better than I can remember the events of any of the amazing Spider-Man films, the, the, one, the two that were with Andrew Garfield, okay? And things just felt more Spider-Man-ish. Like they felt like they, everything was clicking into place properly. Is it quotable? Uh
1: I don't think it is. I you know what? I I don't think that this one is quotable. No, it's not. There's there's nothing in there that has And that's good. I like that. There's no there's no um weird taglines. Yeah,
0: or, now there might be something quotable after watching this more than a few times cuz I'll start remembering some dialogue from it, but first impression? No, I can't I, think. You don't
1: hear anybody walking out of the theater quoting I have a bad feeling this.
0: Oh, wait, this. wait. There
1: <laughs> Bitch, please. You've been to outer space. Yeah. <laughs> that was fucking hilarious
0: again for the most part yeah pop
1: culture status yes no
0: it's a spider-man movie dude it's part of the whole nope it even embraces
1: 80s related type shit nope nope not at all as part of marvel yes as an individual film absolutely not this movie won't last beyond 10 years okay but does it have the blazing saddles effect is it rewatchable yes I agree quality
0: yes very good you can tell the effort was put into it. Emotional attachment. Yes. How? Because you you feel what Peter's going through after the loss of Tony Stark. Um, mm. ha- the talks hit with him and Happy.
1: Mm. I'm not talking about that type of emotional attachment.
0: Okay. Um, well, also, there were parts that made me feel like the excitement that I had when I was watching the first two Sam
1: Raimi Spider-Man movies. That's the emotional attachment I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, if you go back and listen to the beginning where... I talk about the, you know, I was bored up until the hallucination thing, yeah and then all of a sudden it turns into a fucking comic, you know, yeah. on screen, and I'm just like, holy shit. Yes, absolutely. It, it really pulled me in emotionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, nostalgia-wise, how is this going to be remembered?
0: It's going to be remembered as an important step for um, in Peter Parker's journey from- um,
1: No, 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 no. What? How is this nostalgia-wise going to be remembered? It has nothing to do with the characters. Nostalgia. Yeah, nostalgia. Well, yeah, I mean... it, it make... Jaws, Indiana Jones, Jurassic Park. Okay, and that way... Does that's it the, fucking the, fit that's in that... That's
0: kind of like the Blazing Saddles effect, right? No.
1: The oh. Blazing Saddles effect, is, is, is it rewatchable? Mm-hmm. It does, this is what I call it. I call it the LSC, okay? The LSC is Lucas Spielberg Cameron. Oh, I thought it meant let, let's suck cock. <laughs> yeah, that's what it means. <laughs> let's let's uh, Let's try to make a joke out of everything. Lucas... Spielberg Cameron yeah does it fit within those three guys and what I mean by that is those guys made uh, and we I didn't put Ridley Scott in there but what I'm saying is is that between those three guys you have Ridley Scott yeah, yeah, yeah you have Toby Hooper and but those are the three guys that everybody fucking quotes the most those are the three guys that everybody talks about the most when it comes to movie pop culture and movie related fucking awesomeness. Uh-huh. Let we those are the three guys that everybody looks up to because they don't go past fucking nineteen seventy six.
0: This is a yes and no, um, mostly a no because if you this isn't going to be one of those films that you just grab to watch by itself. It's got to be in the context of a series. So in the context of the series, it's a very important piece. It feels like or it feels like an important piece.
1: Yeah, but it's one of twenty three.
0: Of you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's the problem with it. Um, So I can't fully say it's a nostalgia, you know,
1: movie. It is not, Um, and by that I mean by classic sense. You can pull Raiders of the Lost Ark or Mm -hmm. The Last Crusade, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, not yeah, but you can pull any of the first three Indiana Jones movies or Star Wars movies or Jaws or Poltergeist or Jurassic Park or Terminator or Terminator Two, yeah, or Titanic. You know, even that's nostalgia. Everybody still talks about fucking Titanic. Every night I see you, I hear you, I feel you. I mean, Christ, it's, it, it's, it, and it came up again this year with Avengers having to beat Titanic for, you know, biggest gross, right? And it did. So, uh, again, as far as nostalgia, no, because it's one of 23 pieces. Yeah. And it doesn't stand out from any of the other movies.
0: Not, not, I mean, you I mean, you can say that it's better than some, but not better than all.
1: That, well, what I mean is, it, yeah. in the overall, yeah, it doesn't stand out in terms of, it's like, it's not Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm-hmm. It doesn't fucking stand out. It's not one of those instantly holy shit moments. Terminator was the same way, or Jurassic Park. It wasn't an instant holy shit moment. Yeah. However, Infinity War and Endgame are. Yeah. Those were holy shit moments where you just like, because when you see Thanos a fully CG character interacting and acting like you would expect an actor to act Yeah, that's put on like a fucking a puppet suit or whatever. Uh-huh. When you see Josh Brolin as Thanos, that's a holy shit, this is fucking great moment.
0: Oh yeah, just like uh, Andy Serkis' Golem.
1: Yes, exactly. You feel that character like CG? Be damned! You don't even fucking care about CG. You don't even notice a CG no. until if you unless you're unless you're being one of those guys like that stands in the crowd at a fucking you know concert with his arms crossed, dissecting everything that the guitarist does and saying, "I could have done that better." Yeah, you know, I, I, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 you know, yeah. But again, like the original Sam Raimi movies, you know, the Spider Man. That those aren't, but Army of Darkness sure as hell is, and so is Evil Dead, you know? So it's, when when you're looking at these movies, or when we're looking at these movies, we go with the LSC, which is Lucas Spielberg Cameron effect. Yeah. You know, and Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino's movies do fit that. Not all of them, but most of them, by yeah. the way. Classic, quotable, memorable and hip pop culture status LSCT LSCT. <laughs> hey,
0: and if Jordan Peele keeps doing them, man, he might be added on there as well.
1: Yes, exactly. LSCTP. <laughs> <laughs> That's an elite group. There, it, it certainly is. <laughs> all right. So, um, all right.
0: So, yeah. Uh, th- is it worth seeing in theaters? Hell yes. Yeah. Is this a good movie? Yes, it is. A good By movie. what standards, though? By Marvel movie standards, it is a good movie. Okay. Is it? Where would you rank this? In the Marvel, yeah, in the in the in, in the actual yeah, yeah. MCU, yeah, um, I would say in the top fifteen. Yeah, that's uh, well, fifteen yeah. out of 20, you know in the top 15. Well, there's because there's, there's some twenty-three I mean, fucking movies you're gonna rank it. I in mean, there's ones that are so fucking amazing. two-thirds I mean, of the you way. You you got the first Iron Man, the first Guardians of the Galaxy, Thor Ragnarok. Ragnarok is fucking up there. Hell yeah, that is. Um, you've got uh, Civil War, in, in Civil War, Infinity War. You've got um, Winter Soldier. Endgame. game. End game.
1: Yeah, I would say this is top ten. Um,
0: it's, yeah, it might be. Yeah, you know, because I think Homecoming is a better overall film than this one. Yeah. So yeah, it's got better moments. Yeah. Like
1: when he's you know, it, when he's is, in the when he's in yeah. suburbia hell. I mean, he's trying to fucking yeah.
0: Off the top of my head, this is definitely <laughs> better than Ant Man and the Wasp. It's better than Captain Marvel, Dark World, um, Ultron. It's not better than Black Panther. No. Um, you know, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah, it is better than Ultron because Ultron. You know, there's parts that I can't forgive for that movie.
1: Or you know, yeah, well, I just rewatched Ultron and and James Spader. Uh, uh, no, uh. <laughs> dude, there's James a f- Spader <laughs> acting in Ultron is as good or better than Brolin as oh yeah, as he, Thanos. he's amazing. I love he that. was so fucking good as yeah. Ultron. Oh yeah, it's just that the plot just doesn't.
0: Yeah because it kept.
1: I'm just going to make a bunch of Iron Man. And it just run felt around. like it was
0: an, int- you know, it was a, it was a, a, middle ground movie. Like we're, oh, we're already showing you what we're planning to do in the future instead of focusing right. on the fucking Ultron stuff.
1: By the way, they telegraphed the whole Thanos thing with that movie, uh-huh. with Ultron saying, "I got to wipe out half of the planet. Oh, I've got, you know, extinction. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I'll just, you know. I'll I'll create my own yeah. race or whatever because that's he, he telegraphed not only Infinity War mm-hmm. but Endgame where Thanos repeated the same exact thing. Well, I'll just snap my fingers and kill everybody and restart my own. I have started um, again.
0: I have an Ultron head <laughs> from the movie, Ultron head Yahtzee shaker because me and my kids were walking at the mall and we went to the store.
1: What does this have to do with anything?
0: It, 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 we went to the store that sells a bunch of you know relatable things and it's a toy store. And we went to the back. They have a whole clearance room, and it's huge, and it's full of all this stuff. And they're they have like fucking thirty Ultron ya- um, head Yahoo uh, I mean, Yahtzee Yahtzee shakers, and it was like it was like five bucks. I was like, you know what? Fuck it, and I bought one. So just, I, we're
1: talking about Ultron. It's just weird. So what hey, does that have to do with the price of tea in China? Uh
0: ju- I just wanted to bring up something so that you could say something negative about it, and I, I wasn't call you saying a dick.
1: anything negative about it. It's Just like. What the fuck does that have to what does that story have to do with anything?
0: Just want it it's about me <laughs> saying that I've got an Ultron Yahoo yeah, God, What do I keep saying? Fucking, fucking Yahtzee. Yahtzee. Shaker. Yahtzee Shaker. Great. Would
1: you buy this on DVD? Yes, absolutely. Should you see it in theaters or wait? Yes, see it in theaters. Uh regular or matinee?
0: Um regular. See it with the crowd. Okay. You know, hopefully they just don't clap during all the fucking parts. Uh-huh. So tune in next time for more uh Same
1: bat time.
0: Same bat channel.
1: That's a fucking lie. We don't do this the same bat time, same bat channel. Hey, this is- If we were recording live, yeah, but no, we post this on fucking YouTube and everywhere else. This is your world. I'm just a squirrel trying to bust a nut. Yeah, sure you are.